Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Dude, what was crazy was like we were this was one of the most anticipated preseason game that I could recall for a number of years. We were so excited to see CJ Stroud, head coach D'Amico Ryan's. It just feels great that football was back, baby. You good, Harley? Yeah, it feels absolutely fantastic. Okay. We got to finally see the t- yeah, I'm good. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh we fight to see the Texans, you know, translated on the field. Uh, for it. Um yeah, man, it was exciting to watch. Finally get to see some football, see some Texans, and we get to delve into some uh My mm, boy Harley is breaking up on us. Give us one second. Now you're looking good. Just can't hear you now, buddy. Shout out to the OG Mike. Still can't hear you. But no, I mean, it, it just feels great to know that there is football. Um, and it's like the past, like I said, we've been talking about how the past two years have led up to this and it's just was good to see the red white and blue out there against the new england patriots nothing yet buddy what is going on everyone got dj savage hernandez cassie munos nacho i am worried but not worry for our future quarterback um DJ Savage All-Star said, what if I super chat you $10? I'll probably send it right back to you, man. You know, keep the money for yourself, buddy. Does that work now? There you go. Hey, all righty. It's all there good. Go. There we go. As you were saying about seeing the Houston Texans play football again. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, it was good to see. We finally got to see it translate onto the field. That's basically what I was getting to. Uh, the Houston Texans, you know. It's uh, fun to watch always. Mm-hmm. We're fans, but you know, there's always a difference between OTAs, training camp, and of course, game. You know, mm-hmm. let's get into it. Let's see it in a game. And we're going to delve into, you know, a few guys that we like, a few guys that, you know, got to work on some things and whatever else that entails with a preseason game one for the Houston Texans. It's ever so exciting. No, and it feels good to talk about a W. The Houston Texans defeated the New England Patriots 20 to 9. And, you know, let's start with head coach D'Amico Ryans. He looked comfortable. I was, you know, looking to how he handled certain situations, but it looked like the head coach did very well. I think the coaches were very prepared for this preseason game. Um, there was, you know, there wasn't a lot of penalties, the defense wasn't missing tackles. Overall, it looked like this Houston Texans played some sound uh, offense and defense. Yeah, it was uh, the defense was everywhere. It was everything that was advertised, Mm. you know, because every day in training camp, the highlight of training camp was always the defense, you know, and you had some few days from the offense, uh, specifically when CJ started taking all first team reps. Um, But the defense throughout all of training camp, was amazing, and then we got to see it on the field, mm-hmm. and they continue to dominate. I mean, we're looking at play designs, we're looking at stunts, we're looking at 
Denzel Perryman go out in coverage. Nope, fake. Go straight in and get his sack. All right. Hey, Will Anderson is a monster like everyone has been advertising. The defense looks ready, and that's without hey, Jimmy Ward. That's without mm. – you know, some other guys that will be there. So overall, the defense was nice for a week one preseason game. You know, I mentioned breadcrumbs and, you know, being a vanilla offense defense. If that's your vanilla defense, wow. Mm. Wow. That's all I got to say. DJ Savage, thank you for the $10. Send me your cash app so I can send that thing back. On that Denzel Perryman sack. It was Will Anderson Jr. screaming off the edge, which caused the quarterback Bailey to step up in the pocket, and Denzel Perriman ate him up. On one point, Will Anderson Jr. got double teamed. They had to put a linebacker towards his side because he was yeah. getting into the backfield. Bro, this defense, it's it might be top 15. And what was crazy is whether it was the first, second, third, or fourth stringers, the intensity did not come off the field. The swarm mentality was there. And it wasn't just one Houston Texans making a tackle. I can finally say that now. It was multiple Houston Texans making a tackle. That's great to see. And as we know, you I'm glad you mentioned that because that has just been the biggest deficiency when it comes to the Texans defense. Uh, and this is stemming with Bill O'Brien. Even when we had good de defenses, the biggest thing was always tackling. Mm. You know, there. I mean, I remember that Miami Dolphins game from oh. years ago where we just got pummeled, and it was mainly because you couldn't tackle nobody. Mm -hmm. Because the very next week, you know, you got your ass chewed out from the Dolphins, and the next week the defense does a complete 360 and looks fantastic. So, you know, tackling and missed tackling has always been a problem with this Houston Texans defense for many years, it was good to see people go out there, especially like number 39, Henry T. Mm. And Henry T with a huge, I thought his biggest play of the game was, the, I believe it was a... It was a stuff, uh, right? It was a pass, it's a pass to the outside, and basically he's one-on-one -on -one to make that tackle. The guy gets around him, it's a first down. Henry T stops him. Mm. makes the tackle, and that's what you like to see. I know that sounds so insignificant, but that is huge when it comes to, you know, whether th third and three and fourth and one, you know, like you don't know what happens if that guy gets a first down. You don't know the preceding plays that could happen afterwards. That's a huge play from someone that's a rookie, mm -hmm. all right, that D'Amico has been sprinkling his dust all over. Henry T., as I like to call him now, shout out to the group chat for coming out with that nickname. I like that. Henry T is, is now the new nickname for Toto. Uh, he is, he was just everywhere mm. in preseason. And that's no shame against Denzel Perryman, who I thought looked really good out there as well. Fantastic. Both of these guys are going to be rotating in and out. DJ Salazar, thank you for the one nine. He said, can't believe that CJ really threw a pick in the first game. No, it was a knife to the heart, quite honestly, man. I was expecting him to, you know, go out there and make a play. That's what I wanted to see. You know, he was trying to force it to Tank Dell. Tank Dell uh, destroyed the cornerback on that route. 
He should have gave it to Dotson Schultz. We would have punted, lived to see another down. You have any issues with that INT? No, none whatsoever. Um, you know, CJ Stroud, and, and I guess we could get into it, you know. Um, and if you're watching live, make sure you're also checking us out on the Believe in Texans podcast where you can stream anywhere on all your podcasting platforms. Uh, you know, we can get into CJ Stroud right now. And mm. I thought, hey, he looked like a rookie. You know, he the, the, the pocket kept collapsing on him. He had some happy feet at times. That's rookie stuff. Mm-hmm. It's going to happen. You know, when you look at the out pass that he had to Nico Collins, the ball should have came out sooner. You know, okay, you know, we can nitpick there. The ball should have came out sooner, but he got the completion. Mm-hmm. Nico trucked that defender that got me a Christian little. Christian Gonzalez. Oh. I was like, oh, oh, okay, okay. Christian Gonzalez is a big dude. I think I, I really He's going to be a stud. Gonzalez. He's going to be an absolute stud. Got to represent por la raza, man. Um We'll get into my boy later. But uh, CJ Stroud, you know, he looked like a rookie. There's nothing else to do about that. He's going to improve. And I think he's going to stick with the moniker. The mm-hmm. moniker has been where he has been okay, decent, average to begin OTA's training camp. But as the days kept going, Stroud continued to get better every single day. And mm-hmm. now he's getting first team reps all the way now, which is fantastic. So, you know, he wants to fix these things. He There was a quote that he said he wanted to go back out there mm-hmm. and right the wrongdoings, unquote, unquote, from C.J. Stroud. I love hearing that. He's a rookie that wants to play and wants to continue to get better. There's nothing wrong with it. Again, he's just a rookie. And when you look mm-hmm. at the rest of these guys, I mean – None of the stats look any different than C.J. Stroud. I thought Stroud should have played a little bit longer, you know, but you had an interception from Anthony Richardson. You had an interception from Will Levis. You had Bryce Young who got murdered. You know, he got slammed many times. No interceptions, though. So, hey, I guess you could say he didn't. Still got a sack. So, you know, the Houston Texans plus the offensive line, you know, everyone was like, Oh, his offensive line's ass. Oh, my God, dude. We're playing with backups. We don't got LT. We don't got Shaq Mason. We don't got Titus Howard. And the two guys that I w- we were looking at actually looked good. Ooh, and the Kenyon good. Green. Kenyon and, Green. And uh, Juice Scruggs. I was about to say Shaq Mason. Juice Scruggs and Kenyon Green. They looked fantastic. Mm-hmm. It was great to ooh and awe over the- Brian Baldinger. Shout out to Brian Baldinger, former NFL player. Really good, by the way former offensive lineman. So you know he knows what he's talking about when it comes to offensive line play. And he highlighted Juice Scruggs. But in those highlights, you see Kenyon Green Mm -hmm. doing the same thing, or if not better, than Scruggs. And that is what you want to see. That is what the Texans need for a rookie quarterback. In order for Stroud to get better, have him play with that full offensive line. We can't wait for it. I like to see Tunsil play. I'd like mm. for it to happen. Does it? I don't know. But this is just going to help Stroud whenever it happens week one and he's named the starter. I'll let you know that now. Whenever he's a week one starter against the Baltimore Ravens and he's got a full offensive line healthy and ready to go, the sky's the limit. BG asks, is tomorrow's practice against Miami? No, it is not. But me and Harley 
will be there. And we will be at every open remainder practice that the Houston Texans have available to the public. Welcome, guys, to another episode and believe in the Houston Texans. I am one part of your team, Ruben Calvillo. I am wearing the one-piece hat that Shanks gave Luffy and said, whenever you become a great pirate, you come give it back to me. And I am joined by the handsome man as ever, Harley Dugan. It's so glad to talk about Texans football. I'm not worried about C.J. Stroud. I didn't see enough. When you only throw the ball four times, that's not really a sample size. And no Shaq Mason, no Titus Howard, no Lermy Tunsil. It is raining. He said that every first game he has had, he has played in the rain. Look, I think C.J. Stroud will be fine. And when you talk about how he overcomes mistakes, that's something he's been doing all throughout training camp and practice. So I expect tomorrow we see C.J. Stroud going absolutely lights out against the D'Amico Ryan's defense. Speaking about Juice Scruggs and Kenyon Green, there was one play where the New England Patriots, uh, they ran a stunt. And Juice Scruggs and Kenyon Green had to pass off each other's man and block the, you know, uh, the guy that they were passing off. And the communication was right there the entire time. There was one play where Kenyon Green got backed up into C.J. Stroud, but honestly, the ball would have been out by then. I was very encouraged what I saw from uh, Juice Scruggs and Kenyon Green. Austin Deckley has got absolutely murdered. George <laughs> Fant, yeah, he did not look good either. You know, he had you know, he was thrown into the fire with the recent Titus Howard injury. Um, your guy Mike Boone, he showed out on uh, on a couple runs. I like me some Mike Boone. I like Mike Boone a lot. Uh, I I still think he's your third running back, but this is all dependent on Valaday. I think it's between both of them. Um, do they carry mm-hmm. four? I'm not. I don't think so, especially since you have a fullback and Andrew Beck, um, and then you're going to be carrying three tight ends plus the fullback. They're not carrying four running backs. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't think so. Now, those guys will be on the practice squad, and Valaday hasn't shown – he didn't show too much in the preseason week one. He was okay, decent. Maybe he could be a practice squad guy. No, and now we get to talk about the star of the show. And before I let Harley go off, Tank Dell, five catches, 56 yards, one tutty, did it with Davis Mills. At one point, he had to tell Davis Mills to bring the ball up a little bit because he wanted to get those yards after the catch. I think everyone should be circling number 13 as a potential number one guy. I think so, too. I got a video coming out relatively soon about Tank Dell. And should he just... Should the Texans cut the bullshit and have Tank Dell wide receiver one? Looked like it last night. He looks like it. He looks apart. He looks different. You have to, and I'm about to, like I said in the video, and I'm going to have that video uploaded in just a few more minutes. um, But I said, you know, with, I'm putting on the U of H bias glasses on now. I've always said that I try to take my bias away when it comes to Tank Dell. And I've done it for far too long. Mm. He is now with the Texans, and we got to see him preseason week one against the Patriots. Five catches, 65 yards, in a tutty. Not just any regular tutty. Uh-uh. Circus catch. All right? Not with his hand, not with his leg, but both his hand and his leg. So let's get it straight. Tank Dell is absolutely him. Mm. What they didn't do in college when it came to him at U of H was they didn't jam him on the line consistently enough. 
You saw it again with the New England Patriots. You have to jam him on the line. The way he gets separation level against these cornerbacks, he is elite at separation. So if you're not going to jam him, what are you going to see? You're going to see that slant pass that Davis Mills threw that I thought he was going to take it all the way. I, I had just had a feeling. I was like, uh-oh, take those gone. And then he get tackled for a, what, 20, 30-yard gain almost? Mm-hmm. I mean, it was fantastic to watch. <clears throat> I think the Texans should just cut with the BS. And I know they won't. It's going to be Nico Collins most likely or him or Robert Woods. I, I'm looking. I'm trying to wait for Robert Woods. Mm. I never wanted Robert Woods to begin with. I never cared for him. And I got sold in. Everyone was like, oh, my God, Landry Locker. He's a Nostradamus because he wanted Land- He wanted Robert Woods, and we got Robert Woods. And now we're going to listen to everything Locker says about Robert Woods because he is right. And I'm looking at it now going, do I really freaking need a Robert Woods on this team? I don't think you do. I don't think so. I think he's a waste of time, and I always thought he was a waste <clears throat> of money. Should have just moved on and kept going. And the idea of taking a Tank Dell should have enticed you more than signing Robert Woods. And you're looking at it on the field. He's just absolutely amazing. I can't wait to continue to see him play with this Texans team. He's got a bright future. 713, the connection is there. Sure, we saw it with Davis Mills. Just imagine with a CJ Stroud in a fully ready offensive line. Tank Dell's got the slot receiving position locked. There's no, I don't think there's anybody else besides John Mechie, and I love Mech. Um, I I didn't see a lot from him, mm-hmm. so I assume they're going to keep it slow with John Mechie. Um, I do believe that he's going to, at some point, some way, going to make a big play where he asserts himself into this wide receiving group. But Tank Dell, I, I mean, what else is there to say? I need to see him just wreak havoc and be my wide receiver one screw it i don't care i mean he has that takeover ability and it's when he has the ball in his hands he is electric and you know we've seen him at training camp be the number wide i'm sorry the number one wide receiver at practice sometimes and it's so great that we saw it on a thursday night football game the world was watching you had every texans fan invested into it and he absolutely put on the show there was a great tweet out there where it was Tank that was doing an exercise on an exercise yeah. ball, and he was upside down, and he was catching tennis balls. The main thing of the tweet was, like, that catch wasn't by accident. We've prepared mm-hmm. for this. And Tank Dell, man, if he, I don't want to see him no more throughout this preseason. <laughs> this guy could be my potential number one guy. I need to see more from John Manchie, Hutch, Nico Collins. You brought up Robert Woods. He's only had one good practice that Saturday scrimmage. Tank Dell has closed the door, in my opinion. You don't have a performance like that. One of the best performances from a Houston Texans rookie wide receiver. And, man, you 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 put on a show, and it's not even with C.J. Stroud. It is with Davis Mills. And shout out to Davis Mills. Didn't look bad. Look good. Let me ask you a question. You know this is coming. Let's say Miami comes out. Joint practices, we will be there. Yep. Let's say Davis Mills continues this, where he's not turning the ball over. He's making some plays. And CJ Shaw, let's say he goes out there and 
just looks like he is not quite there yet. Do you think the Texans will ever open up the quarterback conversation again? Because the last couple of practices, it has been C.J. Stroud getting 100% of the first team reps. I wonder if against these practices with Miami, does that change? Man, and that's a fantastic question, honestly. And and this is no slight to C.J. Stroud. He's still Mm -mm. a rookie. Mm -mm. And he's going to be your future quarterback, whether y'all like it or not. You know, and obviously everyone likes it except for the 5%. Um, And the 5% loves him some Davis Mills. And there's nothing wrong with Mills. He's actually looked good in these training camp games, uh, days and practices. It just, there's inconsistencies with him where the inconsistency is so heavily awful that it outweighs the good that you see in training Mm -hmm. camp. And, you know, I know what you're saying. I get it. If he has a good day against the Dolphins and C.J. Stroud, let's say, regresses back to the mean, the average, should the Houston Texans, you know, look into a Davis Mills? Mm. Well, I got to see it the next day because there's the inconsistency label is marked on his head. And if he goes back day two against the Dolphins and he looks like crap, well, then we're back to where we started, you know. So who I'm starts just, against Miami? Say it again. Who starts against Miami? Uh, well, with CJ taking 100% of the reps, we'll see tomorrow who takes it again. And I know the local media is like, oh, it's not a big deal anymore because CJ is taking 100% of the reps. I think, I think it's looming still. Mm. I think it's good to still say – that C.J. Stroud is taking 100% of the reps. That's not an overreaction whatsoever. But if C.J. doesn't look ready, and let's say I think he plays against the Dolphins. I think he's your starter. Mm-hmm. Um, but if he looks to a point where he looks a little bit more flustered against NFL defenses, he doesn't look a comf- as comfortable as he should be, then I do believe the Texans might enter that conversation. Do they complete it with that answer that you want to say Davis Mills is QB1 week one of the regular season? No, I still don't think so. Mm. I still think it's C.J. Stroud. I've always believed it was C.J. Stroud. I don't see no point whatsoever in starting Davis Mills. I completely agree. This comment right here is saying, is it me or they use C.J. wrong? They need to let C.J. Stroud throw the ball instead of running it on first down. Well, I can honestly say what you saw in that game was not what the Houston Texans have been practicing at training camp. You are seeing a lot of play action, a lot of pre-snap motion. You're seeing RPOs. So, obviously, when you take that into consideration, you can't get too excited about the preseason. You can't get too bummed out about the preseason because you really don't know how these players are going to be until they put on the pads in week one. I do think Davis Mills makes it interesting, right? He There's a training camp tomorrow. There's two joint practices. And yeah. most of the time in joint practices, you know, that's what that's when coaches have a long time to get a good evaluation on these players. Yeah, I mean, CJ only threw the ball four times. I'm not going to throw too <sighs> much onto him. Man. Um, I would have liked to seen some more. I, I do. I, I would have liked to seen the whole first quarter for CJ. It is what it is. I mean – I was expecting the second preseason game to be the heavy, Mm. the heavy of the reps, you know, because there's only three preseason games. You treat the second preseason game like 
the third preseason game used to be for all four preseason games. So, mm-hmm. and I know I said preseason games way too many times there, but regardless, CJ Stroud, uh, he's going to be just fine. Uh, I'm going to definitely be watching him. We're all going to be watching him in these joint practices for sure. That those joint practices are they mean be a lot. Super entertaining. Oh yes. Oh yes. I don't think there's going to be a corner that could uh, guard tank that one-on-one after his past couple of performances. Case Keenum, the veteran, he looked good. And, bro, every time I see Case Keenum play, I get a little jealous. This dude's just going to be collecting M's and not even doing anything on Sundays, man. Shout out to Case Keenum. He looked good. This defense looked good. Um, Derek Stingley did not get a ball thrown at him. And, you know, we see Derek Stingley have some great plays at practice, some bad plays at practice, but it's nice to see another team not really go his way, bro. Overall, this defense, I think, was lights out. And I'm starting to think they will be the star of this show, especially with Will Anderson making plays. Jonathan Grenard blew up the run, and you had your, you know, your conversations about him. Eight and a half sacks two years ago, I believe, gets yes. injured. Now with head coach D'Amico Ryans, he looked good. Big, sexy Roy Lopez almost had a sack. Kurt Heinis had a sack. This defensive line, I'm going to tell you, Harley, it, it it has blew my expectations. Yeah, I did not expect. And again, this is preseason. Mm-hmm. But, uh, man, we really weren't expecting the defensive line that I kept questioning, you kept questioning, too, about the, the line, the depth. You know, what do we got at defensive line? And... You know, let's not forget Hassan Ridgeway looked really good as well. 197. And hey, Ridgeway, you know, so you got a Malik Collins, Sheldon Rankins, Hassan Ridgeway, Roy Lopez, Kurt Heinish. Uh, are they keeping five defensive tackles? Because all of them look good. Mm-hmm. And well, Sheldon Rankins didn't play, of course, but the four that of the five that I mentioned, they looked good. You know, so now you're going, huh, who's going to be the tough cut there? Or are they rolling with five defensive tackles? I don't know. I'm not quite sure because we haven't even mentioned Thomas's Booker's name. Mm-mm. You know, is he, a, is he a cut practice squad guy? I don't know. You know, I know there was a lot of uh, outside noise that, uh, what's his name, Brett Coleman who does mm-hmm. a fantastic YouTube channel where he just covers everything film wise. Um, he's been a lot at it a lot longer than we have. Um, but he mentioned Thomas Booker as a guy that he's excited to see D'Amico Ryan's work with. Mm. And he, I mean, he wasn't at practice today because he's dealing, I believe with a groin injury. I could be mistaken there. I know he has an injury, but he's another guy that you haven't seen at all. So that's six DTs. I don't see it. I just don't know what's going to happen. Maybe five DTs is what they roll with. Mm. I have to look at the 49ers depth chart, and I want to see, compare and contrast, and see, okay, did they carry four? Did they carry five? Amenehue was very versatile for them, where he played DT and DN. And that is something we saw from Will Anderson, where he played a three-tech rep at training camp. Mm -hmm. I don't believe I saw it in preseason. Now, he did a lot of stunts. Um, there was all kinds of – there was – oh, man. 
the stunts from the defensive line, the play I mentioned earlier with Perryman, you know, going into coverage but faking that and just blitzing. They did the exact same play with Henry T, and they got the exact same result. Ah, man, this this defense, it's the play design mm-hmm. is, the pre- is the breadcrumbs that you want to keep eating. You know, if, again, if this is a vanilla defense, dude, sign me up for this year. That blitz on third down just got me got mm-hmm. me excited, right? You see mm-hmm. Will screaming up the edge, and, mm-hmm. dude, this defense might be surprising. Now, what are you expecting from, let's go ahead and say, this defense in week two against Miami? You're going against Mike Daniel, Tyree Kill, you know, all these great weapons. I'm not asking them to be – to you know to just stop them but that bend don't break type of defense that D'Amico Ryans has had with the San Francisco 49ers um I think this is going to be the the first true test for head coach D'Amico what I'm looking at on the defense specifically is the Mm. secondary because like you mentioned you mentioned weapons they got a Tyreek Hill they got a Jalen Waddle I don't know if those guys play in week two of the preseason but uh, the secondary has been advertised highly by local media, by us, YouTubers, everybody. The secondary is the strength of this Houston Texans defense. And, hey, let's go to the name, man. Iron sharpens iron, right? Mm. Let me see some Derek Stingley on a Tyreek Hill. Let me see some, some Steven Nelson on a Jalen Waddle. Let me see who else. What can D'Amico Ryan scheme up against this wide receiver group you know, in, in those two names specifically with Tua, Mike McDaniels, who uh, knows a little thing or two about the Shanahan offense. Um, and uh, this Dolphins team is an old pushover. This is no. a good test for this Texans team. I don't think the Patriots are a good football team. Um, that's just I just don't think they are. Uh, I think they're average and below average. The Dolphins are a solid to good football team. Mm-hmm. So this should this should be a great test specifically for the secondary yeah no 100 percent. you know we were all so excited to see you know this defense really get to work because they embody the swarm mentality that head coach D'Amico Ryans has been preaching you cannot find one like really negative thing to say about the defense performance you only allowed nine points man and you were lights out what I also liked Matt Burke he's very animated on the sideline He's jumping up, down, screaming at people. And I I love that. It brings the intensity. The boy says, Steven Nelson had me mad when he got beat on press coverage. Man, Petrie should have laid his ass out instead of going for the INT. But that's just the stuff that you fix in the preseason, yeah. man. And Jalen Petrie, I mean, besides that one play, he looked good too. Yeah, man, man. This, again, the defense, like we've – We've been harping on all of training camp. They're going to be fantastic this year. Dude. And what's up? Everyone's hopping in. 50 people deep, guys. Thank y'all for joining us on a Saturday. Drop the W's in the chat. It is a great time to be a Houston Texans fan. We are talking about a W here. Now, going to, if we could preview a little bit. Well, also, today was training camp, Harley. Yeah, we had a little training camp today, a little walkthrough, actually. Mm. Um, nothing too crazy, nothing too wild, other than CJ Stroud took first team reps again. Man, he's gonna have to he's gonna have to start against Miami, dude. And I 
now I now I am putting some expectations on this game in week two. Right? You need to show us something. It can't be just practice. And here's the thing. CJ has been balling out at practice. He's made some great plays against his D'Amico Ryan's defense. But it's different when you see it on nationally, man. Did you see the amount of bust tweets that CJ Shaw got? Yeah, man. I uh, I laughed at it. You know, I thought it was hilarious that, <laughs> all righty, I don't know which one of it is, but I'm excited. Anyway, um, yeah, the bus tweet thing, you know, I, I expected it. I expected it. You know, I'm starting to 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 laugh at it a lot more. It's hilarious mm-hmm. to me. Kay Adams, who has her own podcast, the, uh, I think it's Up and Adams, that's what it's called. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she, she called them a bunch of idiots. You know, just straight out and shout out to Kay Adams. Goodness gracious. Anyway, she could go ahead. Stop. <laughs> uh, we're going to get canceled. We want to say what we want to say. With that being said, yeah, she called them all out, called them a bunch of idiots. And I mean, come on. We, we obviously agree. This is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. This is, oh, uh, let me overreact and let me say, Ohio State quarterbacks are always bad in the NFL. And now it's going to be the same thing for C.J. Stroud. Oh, my goodness, he looked horrible. How can you judge a quarterback who threw the ball four times against a New England Bill Belichick defense, regardless if it's vanilla or not? Like, come on, man. This is this is dumb, man. <laughs> it goes back to the, you know, to the negative media that, you know, that we've been knowing as a Houston fan for. We used to it. Yeah, many years to come. This doesn't surprise me. It does surprise mm-hmm. me that it's coming from our fan base, though, because here's the thing. The same people that are calling him a bust, they're mm-hmm. going to be rocking his jersey by the end of the year. And don't let me start bookmarking tweets and screenshot and stuff Ooh. because, you know, I'll let you eat the crow, man. Oh, yeah. If you call in my number two overall pick a bust after only throwing the four balls in the rain with three off starting offensive linemen out, shout out to another Texans podcast. They're doing their thing. 199 cursive till mm. lettering spelling oh. out. Yum. Mm. Love me some Patrick Storm. Stormy. Let's go. Seven, one, three. And Harley, no, me and Harley are going to be one of your guys go to news for the Houston Texans because we're at almost every single training camp practice. We are hitting these lives almost three to four times a week, man. So make sure you guys are on this crazy ride with us because can you imagine if we go to the playoffs this year, Harley, and some you know some of these people in this chat could say, damn, we started from week one talking about this. Yeah, it's, it's going to be fantastic whenever the Texans – uh, the success, the riches, whenever it happens, mm-hmm. it's going to be absolutely fantastic. It's going to be great to hit that record button, and it's going to be absolute. You're going to have that ecstatic feel. You can't wait to record. You can't wait to go live. You can't wait to talk to everyone, and everyone can't wait to hear what you got to say because everyone is excited. The energy is back in H-Town, mm-hmm. and we are riding high. Get on the train. Grab a ticket right now. D'Amico's leading the charge, and you got the rest of the Houston Texans, the company, the crew, C.J. Stroud, Tank, Dale, Will Anderson, and everyone else. The Houston Texans are on the come-ups, man, and I cannot wait till we get to see the riches into our lives, onto that TV screen. I can't wait to 
to finally yell positivity, not mm. yell negativity. Some some optimistic yelling from me to that damn TV screen. Jalen Johnson said, you guys need to do a pod weekly talking about every Texans game. Well, that's what we do, man. So okay. type this into Spotify. Believe in Texans. You will see 24 episodes from me and Harley Dugan, and we will drop the links in the descriptions once this live comes to an end. But make sure you guys are locked in. Another Texans podcast. They are on Harley's channel telling him hi. And there is a question, Harley. I have a question for you both. How long have you known each other and since when? Okay, so you haven't heard this story from me, actually. We always oh. hear your side of it. So I remember the first time I really met you, met you. We were practicing for flag football. Shout out to flag football. And Oh, yeah. Uh, we Again, flag football because our school was very poor. We could not afford pads and all the other logistics. So that it is what it is. Flag football it is. I created flag football at my school. Anyway, next thing. So we were in line. We're doing drills. We're in line. I'm, I have a great memory, by the way. Don't ask me why. It's just I was blessed with it. It's me. Jonathan Lozano's in front of me, and then you're in front of Jonathan Lozano. And I remember you were saying something about the Houston Texans. And Jonathan Lozano goes, well, dude, there ain't no bigger Texans fan than Harley right behind me. Mm-hmm. And you looked at me like – what does this guy know? And you're like, oh, okay. Then what was the first pick of the Houston Texans draft whenever Mm -hmm. they first came in? And I was like, well, that depends. Are you asking about the supplemental draft or are you asking about the NFL draft? I remember that too. Okay, this guy knows what he's talking about. (laughs) So that was the first time we met each other. You were, I believe, in 10th grade and I was Mm. a junior, uh, something like that. So, uh, yeah, that was – Man, almost uh, uh that's not getting like 10 years ago. I don't like talking about the age thing, man. Yeah, like we're getting old out here, man. No, my first memory of Harley, like I said, we were playing against each other. He had his upper classmates and his and their squad of, of 15, and I had my underclassmen squad of 15. And uh Andres, who was in this chat, he was a part of my <laughs> squad also. Shout out to Andres. I wasn't the quarterback though. That was my boy Mark. I was the uh uh the wide receiver on offense and on Mark. defense. I was that ball hawking pick seconds uh safety. But we gotta get old one day, Harley. Stop, bro. I don't want to talk about that. Dude, it's crazy seeing players now get drafted who are younger than us. Yeah, oh, I know. Like and that and that yeah. hurts. Yeah, you know, like it hurts when I'm like I look at my body and I'm like, I'm not 6'4", 240. I'm yeah, right. Like or a Mexican dude, we're small, brother. You know, we don't, <laughs> we we rarely don't hit six two. We, we we try our asses off. I'll tell you that we got all heart, <laughs> and that's what pisses me off. What pisses me off a lot is the football players that have no heart whatsoever, and they're gifted with the ability, but they just don't give a damn. And you know, and I'm like, man, if I was that guy, I would be a freaking stud. Like my goodness, if I was. 6'3", man, it's over. It would be wraps. Call me Jerry Rice because I'd be catching slants for TDs all day. Can you imagine God, a wide man. receiver named Harley Dugan in the Pro Bowl? <laughs> Goodness gracious. I mean, I no, I'm going to stop there. But, uh, you know, it's crazy to think about that because, like, what I was going to say is J.J. Watt. Like, I've seen his whole career. Mm-hmm. 
you know, and I'm about to see his career end with the Ring of Honor, and I will be there with my dad against the Steelers in Houston. If anybody's there, make sure to check us out, man. Give us a shout out. I don't mind talking to a few people. My dad will be there. He's super chill, super cool guy. So we'll be there talking and listening and watching some Texans, hopefully beating the crap out of the Steelers that day. So hell yeah. That's why you got to start those one more year JJ Watt chance, man, because he's coming back. Dude, can you, okay, dude, imagine this, like the defense added with JJ Watt and you got Will on one side and JJ at the other end. That's going to be insane. Oof. Don't get me excited. You know my love for J.J. Watt, and I know your hate for J.J. Watt, so let's get it on. <sighs> you know, I, I'm going to dog you. If J.J. Watt comes in there and he goes last six games and just gets eight sacks in six games, I don't care. I, 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 mm, mm. Hey, I Whole applaud him. I applaud him when he does great. I just – I just I, – I have a – I have a love-hate relationship with J.J. Watt, man. Most of the time, I hate him. But, you know, shout out to 99. Love me some J.J. Watt. This is why he's not being on the podcast, because he hates you. <laughs> yeah, I added him on Twitter a couple years ago to a list. list I'm not afraid to rob you. And, you know, shout out to <laughs> shout out to J.J. Watt. No, man, dude. it it Like, we're all joking around here, because if we're, we're talking after with W here, guys. Like, it's... You don't really get those here in Houston. Uh, Blake says I should be signed to ESPN. Me and Harley are going to have a show on there one day. We're going to be talking mess, and we're going to rep H-Town to the very to the very extent because they don't get no love. Uh, John Singleton, I'm going to give you some flowers, even though we're talking football. Two home runs yesterday, monster mm. home runs. First home run since 2015. I remember John Singleton's home debut. It's good to see that the that the ass show stuck with them and he's hitting bombs, man. Yeah, I love it. It's a good feel-good story that everyone loves to hear. Excuse me. I remember it too. I watched those horrible Astros teams. I watched Brett Oberholzer go out there as my starting pitcher. I saw Lucas Harrell. I saw, or is it Luke? Yeah, Lucas Harrell, not Graham Harrell. Graham Harrell was quarterback for Texas Tech. Lucas Harrell and Bud Norris mm-hmm. and and Jordan Lyles, you know, I saw Dallas Keuchel struggle and become great, you know. So, yeah, it's it's good. It's a good feel-good story. And as we come to an end, Harley, let the fans know where they can find you. Uh, you can find me at the lead <laughs> underscore H-O-U. Make sure you're subscribed. Uh, we're on the road to 4,000. We're almost there. We're only like 15 away, guys. Come on, guys. Just 15 away. You know, I, I, I had a good spike for the birthday. I appreciate everyone subscribing. But, you know, me and Ruben are dropping the latest updates, the latest rumors in all of Texans training camp. We will be there tomorrow. I will be there. Ruben will be there. We'll be there for the Dolphins joint practice, which we cannot wait for. And I'm so excited about that. I can't wait. So, again, make sure you're subscribed to the lead underscore H-O-U. And make sure to check us out. If you missed the live, Check us out in the Believe in Texans podcast where you can find it anywhere where you stream all your podcasting platforms. Again, B-L-E-A-V, Believe in Texans. Yes, you can find me on YouTube. Just type in 713 Houston Sportcast in the search bar. We just hit 7K, the number one uncredentialed YouTube channel for the Houston Texans. Work so hard for this, man. Shout out, shout out. And 
like Harley said, we will be there tomorrow. We will probably go live a little bit into the night because on Sundays, everyone's watching some Houston Texans football. So everyone have a blessed rest of your night. If you go out to the clubs, be safe. If you see me and Harley there tomorrow, buy us a freaking Topo Chico. As always, y'all have a very blessed day. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.